Hello, and welcome to another Inside Line podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Cameron. In this episode, Dr. Cameron will be discussing the case of a 16-year-old child with Lyme disease and who also developed long COVID. The case was uh, initially published in the Journal of Antibiotics. Good evening, Dr. Cameron. Good evening, Eileen. Thank you for uh, joining me. Can you tell us a little bit um, about the, the background of this case? I, w- I was reading that the this uh, young woman did have a history of a tick bite along with uh, an EM rash. Yeah, this woman was not part of my practice. It was part of a, a large survey. You know, nearly a thousand uh, individuals were kind enough to fill out the survey. Uh, but this is uh, telling a lot of details that are similar to what I see in practice. It's a 16-year-old girl with a history of tick bite, erythema migraine rashes, Bell's palsy, and a swollen knee. There's a lot of my patients who don't have all four of those. In fact, some of them have not any of those findings. They, they have to be treated and diagnosed uh, clinically. In this case, you also happen to have a positive Lyme test with uh, 5 out of 10 Western blot bands. And so she had every criteria you could think of for Lyme disease. But what's also interesting is that along the way, she said, yes, uh, she was told she had chronic fatigue and post-treatment Lyme disease syndrome. So it probably depends on what doctors she saw. Some doctors see it as chronic fatigue. Some doctors don't use the word chronic Lyme disease. They use the word post-treatment Lyme disease syndrome, assuming that there's no infection. Uh, and I am i don't use a term because uh, I can't be sure there's no infection. Mm-hmm. So as commonly happens in practice is some people get better quickly. Some uh, within a couple of months, uh, and she had uh, been sick, even though she had three years of oral and IV antibiotics plus supplements. So we knew there were people out there. She filled out the survey and uh, she caught the fact that some people are chronically sick with Lyme disease, uh, with a strong history of Lyme disease. And she completed a survey that you had conducted, is that correct? Yeah, the yeah. because of so many of my patients had, had uh, been worried about what was gonna happen with COVID, what's gonna happen with the vaccine that uh, I used this survey that uh, was uh, put together with Dr. Alcott, Dr. Fallon, about the burden of Lyme disease. And so I was able to capture uh, the burden of her Lyme disease. Also, uh, what the burden of her Lyme disease was uh, after she caught COVID. And so it's a, it was a nice measure of symptoms that you could quantify rather than just a, a clinical chart and a clinical patient. Yeah, so this is my survey. It was a put together as a protocol and submitted to an institutional review board, which is called IRB. Mm-hmm. And so I can uh, discuss cases uh, as well as uh, put a paper together about these types of cases. Now, had she developed um, a severe case of COVID? Were her symptoms severe or, or fairly mild? I think they're fairly mild from um, the spectrum because she was diagnosed with a nasal swab. Mm-hmm. She wasn't hospitalized, but as people know with COVID, uh, we try to avoid hospitalization, so she could have been quite sick. So she described having fever, fatigue, and headaches, some limitations in her activity, but she didn't describe pneumonia, 
didn't describe some of the more severe complications that you have. She was sick for more than a month. But, you know, we have to realize that she had been sick for years uh, with Lyme disease. And so, you know, when you have someone with Lyme, a month uh, doesn't seem like a uh, pretty modest uh, duration of illness. So I'm, I'm glad she was able to clear her COVID-19. And so did she report having a worsening of symptoms or what, what happened um, after she contracted COVID? Well, she thought that the illness with her uh, tick-borne illness was actually making the Lyme disease and COVID combination worse. Uh, so um, that was uh, her report. But what, what I found uh, interesting is that she developed long COVID where she was at told a reporter that she had long COVID. And so it's um, when we looked at the symptoms and in, in, in this paper is that, you know, one out of five people said that who had had Lyme got COVID, developed long COVID. Uh, and so we were able to look at uh, the individuals with long COVID and realize that if you use the same questionnaire that we use for Lyme, that many of the same symptoms we see with long COVID are the same that we're seeing with the this long-term Lyme problem. So it's a even though that that morbidity question of burden of illness is high in long COVID, it's almost as high in Lyme itself. So it, mm -hmm. I, I was able to like ask uh, her to uh, in a survey to fill out well what is long COVID for her. Mm -hmm. so, um, I can give you a list of things that uh, that she experienced, and you will find that they're awfully similar to what a Lyme disease patient might feel. Okay. Okay, so the worst symptoms were fatigue, low energy. So we see that in Lyme all the time. In fact, that might be the number one most common symptom in, in Lyme disease. She felt worse after normal physical activity, and... Uh, that can be pretty common. I still advise people to keep moving anyway, despite the challenges. She needed more sleep. Again, common with Lyme. She wasn't feeling rested on awakening. You know, I often tell people that, uh, that, that there's a lot of problems with sleeping, but they, they often report feeling like roadkill, feeling awful in the morning. There's discomfort with normal light or sound. So in Lyme disease, I often find that uh, the immune system is so busy that uh, their sensory system is turned up to high. They might be sensitive to light, to sound, to heat, to cold. And that was what uh, she experienced that she called long COVID. There was change in visual clarity, trouble focusing that she was experiencing, hot and cold sensation in extremities, irregular rapid heart rates. Now that's something that we see commonly in Lyme too, you know, it might be related to the autonomic nervous system. In fact, the autonomic nervous system is commonly reported in uh, long COVID. Uh, as uh, she went on, she talked about irritability, sadness, panicky, anxious, or worried. I find in my practice is that the neurotransmitter seems to turn up every mood you can think of. So instead of sadness, anxiety or, or bipolar type things, often every mood can be up. 
Mm-hmm. You also had trouble finding or retrieving words, trouble with memory, slower speed of thinking. So if I were to just look at that list, put it beside a, somebody that had Lyme, it would look almost identical. So the most important thing in, in this case is don't get long COVID, but don't get Lyme is also a, would be a wise idea because uh, it's pretty rough when they talk about long COVID, but as everybody knows who has Lyme, it's pretty rough to have that illness also. Mm-hmm. How many individuals uh, would you say with a hi- participated in your survey did you find had a history of, of Lyme disease and developed long COVID? Well, we had nearly a thousand to fill out the survey at the at the time we wrote this paper up. Mm-hmm. And there was four groups, those who just had Lyme, which gave us a baseline. Their burden of illness was as bad as a traumatic brain injury, as bad as post-treatment Lyme disease syndrome that others have reported. The second group were those who had... Uh, Lyme and contracted COVID. That was maybe 250 people. There were some that had the vaccine and some who had Lyme and vaccine and the and COVID. So they had everything. But this group um, of those who had Lyme, contracted COVID, one out of five developed long COVID. So that's a sizable number. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's quite a few people get long COVID, but, you know, long COVID is one of those illnesses where they haven't quantified it very well. You know, they're not near as far along, I think, as we are with Lyme disease. So we're using this questionnaire from Lyme in long COVID, and I think it's going to end up being a a good measure of the burden of illness for uh, COVID patients. Uh, It certainly was for this survey population. Mm-hmm. And I think you pointed out that this um, this young woman's symptoms for Lyme disease were, were fairly typical. Well, the, right. The same issues of, you know, mood, fatigue, concentration, uh, sensory mm-hmm. issues you see in both. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I can understand how somebody with long COVID uh, can get frustrated because if doctors aren't handling the issues that come up with Lyme very well, they they must be running into some of the same issues with long COVID. Being quite sick and not having uh, any great remedies uh, is uh, something that leaves a lot of people with long COVID frustrated. And of all of, that I've been reading is that, you know, they often in long COVID talk about some symptoms, but they don't have a great measure of burden of illness, burden of symptoms, like we were able to use in this study. Mm-hmm. Do you have any particular concerns for for this patient? Well, I I think that um, when someone reports they have long COVID, you know there isn't any great criteria to know you have long COVID. So I worry that she might have Lyme disease that has flared up or Lyme disease that hasn't resolved. And so even though she's uh, often will end up being managed as long COVID because it's the same issues show up in Lyme, I'm always uh, encouraging people who have long COVID to also look for a recurrence of Lyme disease or a new case of Lyme disease as uh, don't get caught in that rabbit hole of only thinking 
that's a post-COVID event. Well, thank you, Dr. Cameron, so much for, for talking about this important topic. And unfortunately, we probably will hear about more patients developing long COVID and look forward to some future discussions with you. Yes, um, I was so happy that uh, this survey allowed me to discuss uh, long COVID, my concerns that uh, we don't want to miss any Lyme disease patients. So once again, thank you, Darlene. Thank you.